0: Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing zig when others zag. Now, if I had to define that, I would say it's basically when you do the opposite of what your competitors do, um, or if it, if it's not exactly the opposite, it's something different. You may just veer off a little bit, or you may go the opposite direction. It just depends on what the situation is. Um, or you just might remain straight, or you might follow your competitors. I mean, it, it just depends on the situation. So, but the herd mentality doesn't work for a zigger. Uh, they typically are not good at following others. Uh, ziggers like something new. They like something exciting. Um, they like to evolve. Um, a couple examples: uh, when back in the '90s, when R22 was being re- replaced, that that's a uh, refrigerant for air conditioners. And uh, it they came out with a new uh, R410a model. Some uh, manufacturers uh, labeled it Pureon. Um, and a lot of companies shied away from it. It hasn't it didn't have enough, uh, didn't have a track record, didn't have enough uh, history. Uh, you know, was it going to do well? Um, but at McAfee, we jumped right in. We were the first one to install an R410A unit in the Dayton area. And we didn't look back. I mean, when we went on an estimate and I was the estimator, uh, when we when I went on an estimate, um, you know, I would say, do you want the old stuff or would you like the new stuff? And they'd say, oh, well, I don't think I want the old stuff, do I? And uh, that's just kind of how it, it went from there. And we started selling um, eventually 100% R410A units way before um, you know, it was mandated to do so. Um, you know, another example is when we got into the air duct cleaning, and um, you know, a lot of companies didn't zig into the air duct cleaning. They avoided it, and we felt we needed to get into the air duct cleaning and it was at the right time 1993 we got into it we only had two other competitors and we dove right into it and we went full go and it picked up fast faster than anything we were used to in the heating and air world and uh, we didn't look back so we just kept going so um, now, here, here was a saying, uh, see if you know who said this, but here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. Well, that happened to be Apple 1997, uh, so begins one of the most brilliant advertising campaigns in history, celebrating the person who can think different and change the world. Uh, When the rest of the world was zagging, Apple and Steve Jobs was zigging. So uh, ziggers see things uh, others don't. And it's really not that they can't, but it's kind of like ziggers have this x-ray vision to be able to see things when it's right in front of the zaggers, but either they just don't want to see it or they look away. I don't know. But um, it's not like we're superhuman. Um, if there was a S on our chest, it would stand for struggler. We have struggled. And like I'm going to talk about uh, here in a little bit is we have fallen down a lot because we've tried a lot of new things. And so we're, a, zig, a zigger is in, in the top one percentile of uh, business owners. And we just seem to see things differently. But we also need to realize um, that we fall down a lot. Like I said, uh, people who try new things fail more often than others, uh, but that does not stop them from getting up and pushing forward. So, uh, you know, Creating your own brand is essential to success. And uh, that's what a lot of ziggers have done is they've taken um, either a name brand they've carried or they've created their own brand. And that brand is kind of a fusion of that person, kind of like Apple and Steve Jobs. Um, so it's if if I name some names... Whether they're dead or alive, there's going to be some things that come to your mind right away um, when you hear these names. And so let's give it a shot. Uh, Henry Ford. Elon Musk. Elvis Presley. Dave Thomas. Steve Jobs. Toyota. Roger Goodell, Rolls-Royce, okay, so each one of them should have brought something to your mind, whether it was high quality, or whether it was um, a wow, or whether it was, ugh, who knows, so, back in 1985, um, Blockbuster was founded by David Cook, um, he was kind of like the McDonald's brothers. I don't know if you ever if you've read or watched the movie about McDonald's Brothers, I mean they they founded McDonald's and they put systems in place right away. There had to be a better way to make a hamburger. There had to be a better way to uh, make them faster and make many of them um, with the same amount of ketchup, mustard pickle, onions, whatever's on it. And they figured out a way, and they figured out an ingredient for their French fries um, and how long to cook them. And of course, course they, um, with Ray Kroc's help, they came out with a fast way to make milkshakes, that milkshake machine. And uh, they just had it down. Well, so did David Cook when he made Blockbuster. He zigged. He was a zigger and uh, he put systems in place and he got up to around four stores. I mean, they had the barcoding, they were way ahead of their time. Um, David Cook's Blockbuster. Well, um, we all know Wayne Huizenga came in from waste management and bought Blockbuster. And of course he took it to a whole new level. And Blockbuster was just an unbelievable company. It grew extremely fast. And uh, it, it was known as you know Blockbuster Entertainment, a leading provider of movie rental and video rental services in America. By the 1990s, it had grown internationally, and um, in November of 2004, Blockbuster's user at the time had 84,300 people worldwide, and uh, so. They, they were zigging when everyone else zagged until they just got a little bit too big for their britches, a.k.a. Goliath, like I talked about um, previously, and uh, that was their downfall. Now, I want, you to, I want you to listen to this a little bit because there's no company that I'm talking today that's too big to never go down. You're just not that big. Blockbuster was huge. And it went down as fast as it went up. And um, so the Netflix founder um, and CEO, Reed Hastings, uh, at one time threw in a white white flag and said, I can't compete with you guys. He He set up a meeting with them and said, look, if you guys... Buy me out for 50000000 million. I'll work for you. We'll grow this thing and make it huge. And Blockbuster, Goliath laughed at him. And uh, then many years went by and he again went to them and said, hey, look, let's partner. Let's partner. And I'll do this part of it and you do this part of it and we'll blow this thing up. And they were like, hey, we, we've already blown this thing up. We don't need you. Go away. Besides, we're not sure DVDs will ever make it anyway. So um, note that Netflix is now doing close to $180 billion a year today. And uh, Blockbuster... Um, where's the Blockbusters, right? Where are they? And I'll tell you more about that here in a minute. But um, I also want you to know we're talking about zigging and zagging. Um, Blockbuster was 50, had 50% of Warner Brothers revenue um, buying movies and, and renting movies. And so they had 50% of Warner Brothers revenue. Think about that. Um, and Warner Brothers... Offered um, with the deep when DVDs came out, they offered Blockbuster an exclusive renting privilege before anyone else could rent them. Blockbuster could have them for a certain amount of time. I don't know if it was a week or two weeks, but um, Blockbuster should have zigged and jumped on the deal, uh, but instead they zagged. As we know, uh, they went back to their boardroom working on uh, how to allow a customer to keep their VCR longer. I can't make this stuff up, folks. It's history and it happened. Um, But guess who zigged at the time? Um, Walmart. Uh, They heard about it and they went to Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers lowered their prices um, and sold a huge amount at, at a discounted rate of DVDs to Walmart. And uh, Walmart filled their shelves, uh, but that wasn't the only zig they did because they took a humongous amount of share from Blockbuster. And they were selling DVDs instead of buying them. But here's, here's another Zig Walmart did. They sold the movies for a little bit less than what they paid for them from Warner Brothers. And you'd say, well, why did they do that? Isn't that crazy? Well, most things that Zigs do are known as crazy. Um, but they did that. And then they surrounded the shelves with stock of... TV big screen TVs and DVD players at much higher margins and they killed it. So when you would go in back then, you'd go in, you'd buy a couple movies. Well, right there was a nice big screen TV bigger than what you had at home. Man, we need that. We need to get that. Or a updated um, high resolution high def DVR player or a DVD player rather. And, uh, you know, people would buy it. They were buying that and they were Walmart lowered their pricing on their DVDs, put higher margins on TVs and DVD players. And I said, again, killed it. By the way, this is called loss leader pricing. Uh, it's an aggressive pricing strategy in which a store sells selected goods below cost In order to attract customers who will, according to the loss leader philosophy, make up for the losses on highlighted products, such as the big screen TVs and the DVD players, um, with additional purchases. Now, does that give you any ideas in your company? Just think about it. There's, There's opportunity there. So as Netflix... Grew, there is only one little blockbuster left in the United States even today, and it's in Bend, Oregon. And uh, uh, honestly, it's still alive and thriving because of being a memory sake for people like me who would take my family in there once a week or once every two weeks and buy movies, or rent movies rather, and um, just enjoy um, the culture of a blockbuster. Well, people are flying in from all over the world to experience once again, a blockbuster culture. And um, so it's nostalgic. It's memory. And they're taking their kids in uh, who have not ever been in a Blockbuster and saying, this is what we experienced. So uh, where are the opportunities in your company to zig? Um, Where are the opportunities in your company to zig? And... think about this I want you to think about this where um, look for opportunities in within your company and also look for opportunities outside of your company um, look for where your competitors have stopped thinking and that happens I, I've talked about this a lot that the the Giants, the companies that have been around forever, they stop thinking. They think they've got it made. They're blockbuster. They've got it made. They've got this wrapped up. They're doing multi-billions in sales. They're doing multi-millions in sales, whatever it is. And uh, what? Where, where are they starting to copy each other? And what need or attribute have they come to to assume it is what matters most? In my world, it's basically price. When we go out on an estimate, um, I can just about, through my sales team, because I get feedback, constantly get feedback from my sales team on what's going on out there. And when, when we hear that a good, strong competitor is going, uh, prices are going down, well, we know either they're, either they're offering a special, which is rare. Or they're hurting and they're just wanting to get a job and they're just wanting to keep people busy. Um, So we can read that well. But when they go high, we remain the same, or sometimes we may go higher. And you say, well, how does that work? Well, it works extremely well. Um, You know, and I'm talking about our head to head. Um, or direct competition. These the, the head-to-head or direct competitors are the ones that we deal with, deal with, and um, compete with on a daily basis. Okay, so if we have 500 heating and air conditioning companies in our area, these are two or three that we compete with on a regular basis. It's uh, and our closing and our closing ratio is at an all-time high um, when a customer says why are you higher than this company we may just ask you kind of expected that didn't you and they and they always say yes we did or we might just say does that scare you if we're here and they're here does that scare you at all I mean they've They've got to back up their product. It's got gas. It's dangerous. You know, it's got to keep you comfortable 24/7, 365. Does that scare you at all? So, like I said, our closing ratio is at an all-time high. If somebody wants to lower their prices and lowball a job once in a while, that's one thing. But if they want to do that on a, that's up to them. I mean, uh, to me, it doesn't make sense at all. And you're not going to be around long, typically. So um, when your competitors are looking the other way, that's when to throw a fastball right down the middle and uh, it's show time, it's grow time. And um, like I said, when we came out with eight to eight, um, that was a eight to eight, same great rate. That was a fastball right down the middle. Nobody expected it. Nobody um, seen it coming and they didn't know what to do with it. For a long time, we had uh, no competition in that area while we were taking market share from some of the largest companies because customers wanted service after five um, at at the regular rate and it worked very well for us. So you got to stay ahead of the trends. You got to zig. Don't think about getting back to normal. See, ziggers only think of what's next and Wayne Gretzky was the former uh pro hockey player and coach and his dad taught him at a younger age. He said, "Wayne, skate to the where the puck's going, not where it's been. Don't focus on things as they are today, but instead, try to anticipate what's next and then head in that direction." Uh personally, I really enjoy uh watching and listening to a futurist speaker. I mean, it's all about the future. They're predicting trends. They follow trends and they study trends and they predict the future. And I love to listen to a good one about business in the future. Uh, It's like caffeine to me. Uh, It gets me thinking. So if you've been in business long, you instinctively know what you won't win that you won't win if you always play by someone else's rules. When everyone else is telling you to go one way, take that as a sure sign that you may need to go another. And uh, we've done that several times. Other companies have done that in different ways. Um, But, you know, how can your company make the difference by refusing to zag and, you know, how much time do you spend thinking about tomorrow? Uh, because most business owners are constantly thinking about yesterday and today and spend very little time in tomorrow. So I challenge you think more about tomorrow. What's happening tomorrow? And go where the puck's going, not where it's been. And uh, so, uh, Before we wrap up, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing it on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because I'm just trying to show you new ways to think. Think about tomorrow instead of yesterday. All this kind of stuff can help you sleep better at night, be more of a success which is exactly what we're going to talk about next week, how to be more successful in your business. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on and have a great day.